Alessandra, thank you very much for joining us on Scotonomics, our small nation series. Um, today we're going to talk about Catalonia and its similarity and its differences from Scotland. So thank you very much for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me today. Uh, the, the first thing I'd like to know is just, I suppose, a little bit more about um, the Catalan economy. What underpins it? How big is it? You know, What are the main services and the products that the, the Catalan mm. economy relies on? Well, the, the Catalan economy is an economy that is like an average, if, if independent, it would be like an average country in Europe. Uh, it would have like the GDP per capita similar to that of France. And in terms of size, total GDP, like similar to a country such as Finland, for instance. The GDP of Catalonia in 2020 was, uh, uh, 2021, uh, is about two. 240 billion euros and it uh, its weight on this uh, is a uh, 19% of the total Spanish GDP uh, the economy has a is, is still quite industrial although the industry has lost the importance it once had but more or less the uh, the industry um, weight is like 20% of uh, Catalan GDP and then services is the, the most important part. And within services, it is true that tourism uh, accounts for, for a, an important share of the Catalan economy. One of the reasons that the um, uh, pandemics, that the COVID crisis uh, hit fiercely the Catalan economy because of uh, all the uh, tourism services were uh, had to shut down and mobility was reduced and so on. And another characteristic that has the Catalan economy and, specific, and, and especially its industry, it, it is that it's a quite open economy. Its uh, exports are, are important. Uh, nowadays, uh, of uh, everything, uh, what, uh, what is produced in Catalonia and not sold in Catalonia, 65% goes to foreign markets and 35% uh, to the Spanish, the rest of Spain, the Spanish market. And that okay. has been, uh, yeah, this internationalization has increased, uh, especially since uh, Spain joined the EU in 1986. So, so rough, those percentages, again, what, what goes outside of Spain? Uh, of what is sold, not in Catalonia, not in the Catalan market. 65% goes abroad and 35% is sold in the rest of Spain. Uh, okay, so, so that is... The... More abroad than in the rest of Spain. Yeah. Because this one was one of the main arguments of, um, uh, of the unionists at the time, and they have used this argument a lot, like uh, all the uh, Catalan economy will suffer a lot because if uh, it becomes independent, then Spanish uh, consumers will boycott Catalan products and will stop buying Catalan products. Um, the, the, the truth is that uh, the weight of, the, of our sales to the Spanish economy uh, is reduced year by year. Uh, it's um, weighing uh, it, each year, uh, its weight is uh, inferior. 
yeah, that, that's the idea of the internal Spanish market and it being of real importance to, to, to Catalonia. Yeah. But I believe uh, that, that the rest of the UK is our biggest market. So it's more than it's more than than, than what we sell to, to Europe and the rest of the world. How, how important is Barcelona as a city um, to the Catalan economy? Well, it's uh, it's very important, maybe not only Barcelona, but the whole metropolitan area around Barcelona. Uh, there's a, We have a little bit of a problem of uh, concentration of economic activity in the metropolitan area in Barcelona. I think that we should need to have a more balanced economy in that respect. Um, although uh, it is true that there's also Tarragona from... A, the industrial point of view is still important because it has all the chemistry, uh, and um, and Girona has uh, not uh, the, the whole area of Girona is is not bad in terms of industry, uh, but uh, but still it is true that the metropolitan Barcelona's metropolitan area is very very important. Yeah, and, and obviously as you know we have a, a similarity with the kind of central belt in Scotland and um, when we're looking towards uh, an independent economy then we would really hope that the economy would spread much more across the country than than it currently is. Do you do you think that being part of Spain has hampered Catalonia being more diverse in terms of their economy or do you think that would just be the same had um, Catalonia been independent for the last 10 or 20 years? Do you think it's a function of the state? Well, I think it's not only that because uh, this tendency of concentration of economic activity in metropolitan areas is like global. Uh, But it is true that if you have a public state that invests, especially in, in terms of infrastructure, like uh, railroads and so on and gets all the areas of the country better connected, then it could compensate that a little bit. Uh, I see that in Europe there are countries such as the Netherlands that are much more balanced in that respect. So I think that this is independence would be an opportunity uh, to invest in a more balanced way and to try to compensate this disproportion of the economic activity being concentrated in Barcelona. Karen, did you notice that when you were living in the Netherlands that there was a a, a broader spread of the economy across the country? Yeah, the Netherlands um, seemed to be just a a much better run country um, altogether in many respects. Um, I don't know about the spread of, I mean, certainly, you know, Den Haag, the Hague, it's, uh, this is the centre of government, whereas Amsterdam is the centre of commerce. And you see something similar in Germany as well, where, you know, you have, um, uh, obviously, Berlin is the centre of government, but, you know, Frankfurt is the, the centre of finance. So there's lots of different, you know, uh, you know, whereas here in the UK, of course, we have everything's in London and that causes, that has caused huge imbalance here. And, and, and Alicinda, and when we're thinking about the relationship of Catalonia to the rest of Spain, um, could you give me a a, a, a feel for the infrastructural support that Catalonia gets compared to the other autonomous regions? Because I know this is something that's often spoken about. I I live in Barcelona and I see the infrastructure compared to Scotland. And, you know, I think surely we can't be complaining here. But but what what, what is the feel from from Catalans in terms of that investment from Spain? Um, Well, the figures are very clear. Uh, Public infrastructure in terms of like roads, trains, and all these 
um, uh, type of public infrastructure. Uh, the Spanish government invests in Catalonia only 9% of its total investment, while the Catalan GDP is 19% and Catalan population is 16%. Uh, 16%. Um, so we are clearly underfinanced in terms of infrastructure. Um, much more, even the, the disproportion is, is very striking, um, more than in the, the other public services. Um, I have a question. Um, I am interested in your um, unemployment rates. I know mm -hmm. that there's been massive unemployment in Spain in general. Um, how does it compare, how does uh, Catalonia compare with other, other areas in Spain? Um, yeah, Catalonia always has, um, unemployment is high in relative terms as compared to Europe um, average. But um, in, as compared to the Spanish average, Catalonia is, has always three, four points less unemployment than the Spanish average. Uh, for instance, uh, to, uh, last year, unemployment in Catalonia was 12%, and in Spain, uh, including Catalonia, 15% rate of unemployment. Yeah, so, this is... This is so huge. it's... Yeah, mm, the difference is always uh, three, four points less unemployment in Catalonia. Uh, the only time in the history, uh, in the in the last decades, when Catalon Catalonia's unemployment was um, higher, was in the 80s, in the crisis that followed the second um, oil crisis, um, because the industry was the most affected at the time. And then as Catalonia was uh, heavy, uh, had a lot of industry at the time in the 80s, it suffered more. But since the late 80s, even during the crisis, the unemployment is still um, less in Catalonia than in the rest of Spain. That, that is important in terms of, the, of something that is, uh, has been a matter of... Uh, discussions uh, in the independence discussion process uh, which is pensions because as you know we have a pay-as-you-go system so pensions are um, paid by people that are working uh, so um, if you have more people working more active population and among the active population more people that is working uh, then uh, it is your pension system is going to be more sustainable. And uh, the other issue that is important for the uh, pay-as-you-go system of pensions is uh, demography. And in terms of demography, Catalonia is more or less um, similar to, to Spain. Uh, many centuries ago, it was different because uh, Catalonia had a, its demographic change before Spain, so we had less natality at the time. Uh, but uh, that um, that has changed, and nowadays, and for the last decades, the demographical situation of uh, the rest of Spain and Catalonia is quite similar. Maybe a slightly better for Catalonia, but very very slightly because of immigration rates that are, that are higher in Catalonia. And as immigration tends to be younger, uh, then that compensates a little bit the, the huge demographic pro problem that we have uh, 
in Catalonia as well as in Spain because and Europe, uh, overall. Have, uh, and Europe as a whole but uh, the southern Europe uh, Spain, Italy and Catalonia is not different in that respect uh, suffers a lot because uh, we, we we have one of the uh, populations that uh, have more elders and less youngsters and the rate of uh, Natalie, yeah, the the fertility rate is very, very low. Has, has this situation come about through um, joining the Eurozone? Is Was that the instigator of this this much larger, um, uh, un, these much larger unemployment figures? You know, I, I understand that the Eurozone were in, imposing a 3% mm -hmm. deficit limit. Um, is is this the reason, uh, it, was it a loss of civil servants? Did you have to... Uh, unemploy civil servants? Um... No, I think it's a structural problem that the Spanish economy has always had, even before the the, the euro. Um, this unemployment being higher than in the rest of Europe uh, has been always there, this problem. It has to be, there's, well, there's the structure of the economy, the fact that uh, you depend so much in services that are uh, you you also have uh, this type of jobs that um, um, related to the tourism industry that uh, have up and downs and um, uh, and also well it has attributed also of the conditions of the of the labor market um, that but that that it would be an issue well here we enter in an issue that has ideological issues as well. Um, it has said that the Spanish labor market is not flexible in the sense that the Scandinavian markets are, for instance. Mm. So you have this protection of the insiders and difficulties for the outsiders to enter in the, in the market. There's also a problem of uh, dropouts from school um construction was a problem um the bubble in construction in the 2000s was huge it attracted a lot of young people that drop out from school at 16 17 without finishing their studies because they were earning a lot um, in the construction sector and they didn't they didn't need to to study for for that uh, and then when the construction sector into, entered into the crisis in 2008, um, then hu huge unemployment and difficulties in, in putting these people in other sectors because they lack the education, the training to, to adapt to other sectors. So it's well, quite complex. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, I wouldn't say it's, it was the Eurozone that caused the, the unemployment I wanted to kind of tie off this idea of infrastructure and, and the Catalans being, you know, really upset that the lack of infrastructure here. And you've given us the figures, which are, which are quite shocking. But I do want to tell our audience in Scotland that um, where I am, I'm about two miles away from a high speed, dedicated high speed rail link from Barcelona to Madrid. Nothing else on that line apart from the high speed and, and about five, six hundred metres up the road from me, there's a new high-speed rail link being built to connect Barcelona to France. 
And in the UK, we've just had um, HS2 stopping now. I think it's stopping at Leeds. Um, it might not even be going that far, but there's a high-speed rail link in and out of Barcelona from kind of like both ends. And in Scotland, we're 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 still completely separate from mm. any kind of major infrastructure, any major railway infrastructure. And I don't think we complain enough. And having lived in Catalonia for six years now, it's certainly something that I'm I'm, I'm happy to say that the Catalans are very happy to yeah. announce their disagreements uh, with any form of of government, be that. Local local or national or, or or international so i do think you know, what we try and do on the show is highlight how peculiar the united kingdom is that this infrastructure oh. just doesn't exist um but i do want to ask you a little bit more about pensions could you give me a little um kind of breakdown on how the pension scheme works um as um, part of spain and perhaps what the catalan independence movement would like to do with pensions when um catalonia um, becomes uh, independent? Hmm. Well, uh, as I said, the pension system is a pay-as-you-go system. So it's the um, when you work, uh, the, 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 business, the firm has to pay 30% of, uh, of its cost, of its labor cost, goes to the social security. So... So I don't know if uh, someone is earning thirty thousand euros, for, uh, the 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 firm is paying thirty percent more, uh, and is paying for the for the social security, no, of the of the of the worker. But this uh, money that goes to the social security, which is central, it's uh, yeah, we don't have a Catalan social security, so it's a. Uh, it's a completely centralized system uh, with the money that the, the Social Security receives. They pay for the pensions of the people that, re that are retired. Um, so it's important that, that, that you have a lot of people working to, to be able to, to pay the pensions of the people that are, at, at, that are retired. So before the referendum, we did some calculus on how an independent Catalan social security system would work, because it is true that at, in the last years, the Spanish social security system has entered into deficit. So with the money that is provided by the contributions to the social security of the workers, it is not enough to pay for the pensions. It, it's running deficits each year. Um, so, uh, so now it's with the money coming from normal taxes, from the other taxes that they are compensating this deficit. And we did this calculus of how a Catalan social security system would work. And um, uh, in the times that we didn't have deficits in the Spanish system, in the Catalan, the Catalan social security would would have generated. Uh, important, very, very large surpluses, but that uh, at the time they went to the to the to the big uh, the <laughs> to the central pot. system, mm -hmm. and now that the system is in crisis, Catalan Social Security also would run a deficit, but much smaller in size, in relative terms, than that of the Spanish system as a whole, okay. and the reason the reason is this uh, this difference in the unemployment rate the fact that we have more people working. 
and also the fact that the people that are working in general the average wage is higher so they are also paying more to the social security the contribution to the social security is higher then of course the pensions are also higher um, the pensions are related to what you earned when you were working and it's a little bit higher in catalonia but still on the whole an independent social security for catalonia would would be more sustainable. Um, and, and in Catalonia, would we be looking, if, if you know, you mentioned that there was a difference between Catalonia and, and how much it was paying into the gross pot, but is there any plans for that pension to increase um, when Catalonia was independent? Or Well, the um, it, it is true that uh, we, we said that uh, we could increase a little bit the pensions, but we were quite cautious because as we know that we have this huge demographic problem and that there's also something to take into account is that the baby boom in Catalonia was later than in the rest of Europe. So the baby boomers uh, are not the people that were born in the 50s or 60s, but people that were born, born in the late 60s and, and, and 70s. So... Uh, when these baby boomers will retire, uh, it's going to be a mass of people retiring at the same time and a, a, a very little people uh, working because of the demographic change. Mm. So mm. we were cautious in saying that we would be able to increase the pensions. The concept that we were using during the independence debate was uh, the pension system would be more sustainable. So we we can guarantee better the pensions in the future, and especially when the baby boomers enter uh, retirement, uh, if we are independent. Okay. No, that's interesting. Of, of course, when we're looking at amounts, um, we've got to bear bear in mind the cost of living in places because that's obviously the most important thing and you know a thousand euros in 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 catalonia might go a lot further than a thousand euros would in scotland so it's not just as clear as as, as matching those figures that cost yes of living. yes, yes. yes. Um, infrastructure sorry because uh you were mentioning the high speed trains and it is true that we have this high speed speed train now from madrid to barcelona and then from from barcelona to the to Perpignan, to the northern Catalonia in France, and then from Perpignan to, to Montpellier, it is not high speed. Um, it runs the same train, but not in high speed rails. Uh, but we, the, we, we complain, uh, we, in Catalonia, we complained a lot because of the, the only thing the, the, there's, there has been a huge, huge, huge money invested in high-speed trains uh, in the whole of Spain, to the point that nowadays Spain is the second country in the world after China with more high-speed uh, rail tracks and trains. Uh, and uh, one thing that the economists we know is that these high-speed trains are not very efficient in the sense that, uh, uh, well, they are not well, um, it is not the, the best communication for merchandises, for commodities, for instance. Mm -hmm. And also it connects 
uh, the big cities, but it 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 leaves many many um, smaller towns um, without anything, and uh, and the the whole investment in the in the high speed trains in in Spain has been an investment that has been done uh, to connect Madrid. The the aim, the objective is to connect Madrid by high-speed trains with all province capitals in Spain. So it's it's done with a very centralistic mentality and not at all an economic mentality. Because from an economic point of view, what we would have needed, and it would have been much less expensive, would have been... um, a rail track connecting uh, the, from the south of Spain through the coast to the northern markets of Europe uh, um, with um, for commodities, uh, what we call the Mediterranean axis. Yeah. Um, because uh, another thing that is uh, that was done when Spain invested in trains in the 19th century is that they they chose uh, different. A size for the rail tracks. So trains have you cannot uh, trains cannot go directly to Europe because the 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 the, the, the train the rail track is of a different size, and that uh, that kind of isolated Spain from the rest of Europe, and that's also one of the reasons that uh, all commodities or mer- merchandises go through the highways. Through the Basque Country and through Catalonia, through Figueras, La Junquera, mm. and uh, well, for many reasons, including including cl- climate change reasons, it's not good to have all these trucks uh, continuously in the highways. Um, so, so well, this is That's an investment that would have an, would would have been less expensive and that has been delayed and delayed and delayed mm. now it seems that they are doing some some they are they are starting to do a little bit of this project but it's a project that catalonia has been asking for it uh, for the last 30 years or, or 40. Well, that that is interesting because obviously we we see that in the United Kingdom as well that, that that everything has to go through London, and that's something that's very similar with the position of Madrid and Spain and and London in the United Kingdom. So it's really interesting. You know, now I'm going to be looking at the trains that I see and working out how much smaller they are than the ones that are coming from the from the north or when I go back to Scotland. Um, so I'd like to kind of chat about the options for an independent. Catalonia and um, because obviously your situation is very different from where Scotland finds itself and that you're using the euro at the moment Scotland is obviously oh. using the pound at the moment H- how do how do you how do you unpick that um when we're moving towards an independent Catalonia in terms of its currency and its monetary sovereignty well uh, there are several options um uh, it is true that each option, in terms of um, each monetary option, has its advantages and its difficulties, its costs. So, keeping the euro w- would give cert- certainty, uh, while um, having another currency. Not only you are becoming independent, but if you are creating your own currency, um, 
that adds uncertainty to the to the firms and to the markets in general, no? And markets don't like uncertainty, and then you you have the risk of running a, a capital flight. Um, so in general, we tended to say that we would like to keep the euro, but of course, then Spanish. Um, would say to us, we are not going to allow you to remain in the EU, therefore you are not going to able to keep the euro. And then the answer that we were giving was, okay, if we are sovereign, we can decide to use the euro as our currency and you can prevent us from doing that. And some countries have done that. For instance, Montenegro has been using the euro and is not a member of the EU. Uh, then we had some problems with the um, banks because if you are using the euro but you don't belong to the um, European Central Bank system, then there's some problems uh, for the banks that have their headquarters in Catalonia because to, um, to get money from the European Central Bank, uh, they need to get this money from a country that belongs to the EU. Uh, then we said, okay, you, you can have this money from your branches in other in, in Madrid. Uh, um, well, and then there was some problems with the total amount that they can get with this type of system. What happened? What happened at the time uh, is that during the events of the referendum, then the two banks that we still had in Catalonia, CaixaBank and Sabadell they changed their headquarters. So in the events just following the referendum, on the 5th of October 2017, uh, uh, the Spanish government changed the law with a decree uh, saying that uh, to change the headquarters, a firm wouldn't need to, to, to call all its um, uh, shareholders. That, that was a decision that could be taken only by the administration, by the CEOs, by the administration council. And uh, and, and then CaixaBank and Sabadell changed their headquarters uh, to other cities. Um, so now we don't have this threat of like your banks are going to run from Catalonia because of they are going to be afraid of not getting... Uh, money from the European Central Bank if you are expelled from the euro and from the... They cannot use this threat anymore because we don't have banks. Uh, we don't have uh, banks that have their headquarters in in Catalonia. And then uh, the option when you, you when you use the euro as um, and you don't belong to the EU, you can have an agreement, you can sign an agreement with the European Central Bank that's, for instance, what has uh, Monaco or Andorra that have a lot of banks and they are not members of the EU, but they have a monetary agreement with the European Central Bank. And for us, the signature of a monetary agreement, you don't need unanimity. You don't need, uh, Spain wouldn't have a veto. Uh, nowadays, to belong, to, to, to continue being a member of the EU, the problem is the veto right that has Spain. But for a signature of a monetary agreement, there's no, uh, we don't have this, uh, this uh, they don't have this veto. And, moving, moving and we don't have to, 
to run away completely the possibility that uh, finally the European Union, um, if we are strong enough and we show that, uh, that well, it's a matter of a fact and, and, and a, a fait accompli, no? Uh, um, that uh, they have to adapt to Catalan's, Catalonia's independence and in this sense, uh, in the end, agree to Catalonia's membership of the of the European Union. Mm, mm. We cannot we cannot exclude completely this from the equation. Although we know that it's politically, likely. it's going to be very very difficult. Yeah. Could you could you give me a flavour of what the Catalan economy would look like uh, when uh, Catalonia was independent? What would you do differently? Because- well, um, I think that independence is an opportunity to do things better. It's not a guarantee to do them bet to do things better. No, it depends on how we run the country afterwards. Um, but my idea would be that of a much more, uh, well, a combination of efficiency and social cohesion in a better way. Um, And uh, so an important public sector, but at at the same time, uh, an environment that is easy for for firms to to be innovative and to to grow and to to become um, productive and export and so on. Uh, so, uh, and also I would uh, rather think in terms of a more balanced economy in territorial terms and more investment that is done in, in, the, um, in trains, but not large trains to connect big cities, but like um, by also all type of connections, tramways and train connections, such as we can see in some northern and central European countries that we see that uh, you can go from with, through public transport from any city to another city in, in the in the country and um, also obviously trying to tackle the climate change issues better um, and uh, investing much more in education and universities and research. Before before we finish, I would absolutely love to just have a very brief chat about the Catalan media and how the Catalan economy is covered in the media. So could you give us just a, a rough idea of the media landscape in, in, in Catalonia? And let's kind of break it down in terms of what percentage, what types of media support Catalan independence and what types of media support mm. um, the status quo or, or, or still being part of Spain? A rough idea where you are on the, or where where Catalonia and Spain is on that? Hmm. Well, we tend to complain a lot, but as I know a little bit the situation in Scotland, I would say that in terms of media, we're slightly better, we're a little bit better than, uh, than Scotland. Um, it is true that this is linked to the language issue. It was very important for us as we recovered the use, the official use of the language in the 80s with the um, devolution, with the um, uh, first parliament that we had in 1980. Um, language issue was very important. So a project that in this uh, respect, the first governments of uh, Jordi Pujol did well was um, 
to create a Catalan broadcasting public company, the TV3, no? the um, uh, Catalan TV and radio, public TV and radio. So we have this Catalan public TV and radio um, that uses Catalan. Um, Pro-union, unionists would say that, that they are biased towards independence and the pro-independence, we complain a lot about them not being <laughs> biased at all and having too many pro-union uh, in the debates and so on. But I think that that means that they try to reflect uh, Catalan society as a whole and and use Catalan. Yeah, as 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 what concerns the press, the, we have a newspaper El Punabui, which is in Catalan, is clearly pro-independence, mm -hmm. and another that is also more or less in the rank of the pro-independence camp, which is Ara, and then. Uh, we have the other um, newspapers, the big newspapers, the largest newspapers, such as El Periódico La, La Vanguardia, are anti-independence. They are not pro-independence, but they have two editions, and one of them is in, in Catalan and another in Spanish. But, you know, I, I know that you know Scotland quite well, and, and you, start, you, you started by saying that we, we, you're not as poorly served um, as Scotland. Is that is that your perception when you go to Scotland that there is very much a, 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 a tiny kind of window on the uh, that the independence movement has into the media yes uh, because you don't have a public broadcasting TV so you you have BB, the BBC BBC Scotland but this is a UK company uh, a UK mm. public company and uh and I know that during the referendum, people were complaining a lot about the BBC approach in the referendum campaign. And then when I see the newspapers, uh, yeah, clearly uh, there's only one newspaper that has a pro-independence um, view, which is uh, national. Yeah, and of course, in, in 2014, there was there was no um, daily uh, newspaper that supported. Yeah, the and the national was uh, founded was after the referendum. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's 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 really interesting to get your perspective of the media. Yeah, thank Before you for we... spending time with us on Scotonomics. It's been fascinating to hear about um, the Catalan economy. So, thanks very much for your time. Thanks to all of you.